Welcome to the Equip and Ignite podcast, powered by Bill Glass Ministries. Since 1969, God has used Bill Glass Ministries to impact people from all walks of life with the gospel. Whether through evangelism training, at a citywide crusade or prison evangelism event, or just in daily life, God has connected so many people together through this ministry and the power of the good news. While just a scratch of the surface, these are some of those stories. After listening to each episode, we hope you feel encouraged, equipped, and ignited. Welcome to the Equipment Ignite podcast, powered by Bill Glass Ministries. I am Kit Van Arsdale, and today I have a, a special guest with me, uh, one of the platform guests that I have um, really connected with in the last few years, whose who's, um, testimony is just it's so powerful. And uh, I was just telling her before we came on that uh, a lot of the platform guests that we've talked to so far, they have an entertainment piece to what they do. Um, but Karen does not. Karen has a testimony that the Holy Spirit just constantly, consistently works through. I have mm-hmm. seen her uh, give her give her testimony and connect with specific people, and specific people connect right back to her. I've just seen her zero in on these people and just watch the Holy Spirit just speak truth into these people's lives. So every time I see Karen give her testimony, it's, it's undeniable that the Holy Spirit is doing a major, major work in those people's lives. So um, Karen Green has been a platform guest, guest with us for since 2011. Karen, is that correct? Since 2011. So 10 years. So, um, so Karen, um, uh, well, thank you for coming on. Well, thank you for having me. And uh, would you mind giving us your testimony? Oh, praise God. Well, I'm so grateful to be able to share, you know, uh, the goodness of God. Uh, I am a formal drug addict and prostitute of 15 years. Mm. I am a formal offender of the state of Texas, and I was looking at 25 to life. I had 13 assault cases, two with a concealed weapon and an attempted murder charge. So I was going in a downward spiral. I ended up uh, on one of the units down in Huntsville. And when I got down there on the unit, I uh, really didn't do church and I didn't do church people, you know, but I was in the dorm with 64 other women. And just to get out of the dorm, I used to hear them call chapel and um, I went to chapel and I went to the chapel to go to sleep (laughs) when I got in there. When I got in the chapel, I went all the way up to the front because I really didn't want to be bothered with anybody. But when I sat down in the seat and they put in the tape and the tape began to speak, it was like he was speaking directly to me. Mm. And he was talking about a woman with some issues. And because she heard that Jesus was passing by, that she felt like she made a decision that if she would touched the hem of his garment, that she would be made whole. And uh, right then and there, I uh, told this God that they talked about all the time. I say, I got issues. I say, and if you're the God and you're the God they say you are, then heal me. Then, Then deliver me from my issues. And right then I raised my hands up in the air, right there in that Uh, chapel and the spirit of God 
took over. Mm. I didn't know anything about the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I didn't know anything about all that. I knew about Baptists, you know, because I was raised in a Baptist church, but I didn't know nothing about the Holy Spirit. But that that day when the Spirit of God fell on me, there was I just couldn't do anything but yield to the spirit. Mm. And I thought they were going to take me to what one of those loony form, one of those. But <laughs> God had came in and he had did he had did such a mighty work. And I remember the chaplain walking up to me and I thought he was going to try to set me down. But what he did was he laid hands on my head. And today I understand that he was coming in agreement with the Holy Spirit. Mm. And I went back to my dorm and I got on my bunk and my life was never the same. Mm. God gave me a seek for the word of God like never before. I mean, such a desire that every time they called chapel, (laughs) I was going out the door. I was beating everybody to the front door trying to go to chapel, you know. Mm -hmm. So I knew it was God because there was many times that I was out there and I was walking the cut, which is the street, you know, that you walk down and you meet the guys and you go do whatever you do. And there were many people that came out on the cut and they would say, Jesus loves you, you know. And I would stick my hand out and say, I don't want to hear nothing about no Jesus. If he knew who I was, then why am I here, you know. Mm-hmm. I would tell mm-hmm. him to talk to the hand. But <laughs> I ran directly into this Jesus. And he changed my life. Mm. And my life has not ever been the same. Amen. I remember he had done such a work on me. You know, I didn't know what had happened, but I knew something had happened. And I went to Bible study one Saturday morning. And um, this pastor, he taught Bible study, Pastor Brown, he taught Bible study. And uh, he was explaining what happens when the spirit of God comes in and into your heart and what happens to your spirit. He said, when the spirit of God comes in and you have been through so much in life, it the, the experiences and the offenses covers your, your soul. But when the spirit of God comes in, it began to bring light. It begins to peel back the layers mm-hmm. that are on your soul, mm-hmm. that your soul can begin to get light, that through that light, you are being strengthened. Mm. And right then I said, God, is this is what you're doing? Is this what you're doing in my life? I thank you. Because many times I have been to that place where I was like, God, just help me. And I ended back up in the same place. Mm-hmm. But today I know that it was the Holy Spirit that came and, and he resigned in me. And that that I couldn't do. I could through his spirit, through his power. So understanding that, and it gave me so much joy because it's, it was a long time before it came, but it came hmm. and it happened. And I know that God is real. He is so real. Yes, ma'am. So how, how, how much longer did you have after, after you got saved that, that you had before you got out? Well, they, uh, I did a year and a half. Okay. I went to Plain State. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I spent some time at Plain State. And from there, they sent me to Dempsey Henley, the okay. unit. And that was a drug rehabilitation 
uh, unit. Mm -hmm. And I was there for nine months, 10 months. And uh, they released me. That don't happen. That don't mm -hmm. happen. Because I was habituated. And I remember uh, going into uh, the courtroom and the, the judge tell, told me, get her out of my courtroom. I don't want her in my courtroom. She's going to do all the time. She's going to do all that time. I've been wrestling with her for a long time. <laughs> but God had a plan for my life. And he sent this, this, this angel as a, a court-appointed attorney, and he advocated for me and ended up on that unit with another opportunity, which was God. Mm -hmm. Nobody do that but God. So uh, people wonder, let me just say that, they say that, they wonder, why are you praise him so? Why are you, I love him so because he loved me, mm -hmm. because I wasn't deserving, because everything they said I did, I did. Mm -hmm. But God, but God, that's right. It's amazing. He will step into a situation and he will turn that situation all the way around for his purpose. And that is what I, I've been running for the Lord ever since. I, I don't know if I got out because I know I kind of get into it. And I'm so grateful that every time I, I get there, I tell this story, you know, it bubbles up because I'm so grateful. Yep. I'm great. That's great. So, okay. so what, so when, when were you released? What, when, what year did okay. you get out? On my release, on my release, I was released in 1998, 19, end of 97, going into 98. Okay. And on my release, I went to uh, the Salvation Army. Okay. Uh -huh. I went to a Salvation Army and I stayed in the Salvation Army 90 days. Hmm. And through that 90 days, well, you know, I didn't work. I didn't, you know, because I didn't know nothing but the streets. Sure. But I remember when I got ready to walk off that unit, I said that the word of God told me you would never leave me nor forsake me. That's right. That you would present me faultless, that mm. you would keep me from falling. And I told the Lord that. And through that process, I began to, you know, just look for jobs and, you know, do what I needed to do to really begin my life over. And God began to open up doors. And I remember going to this place and um, I knew I had a record, you know, and that record would keep me from getting the job, you know. But when I went in there, the guy looked at me, he said, it's just something about you. And <laughs> <laughs> he, you know, uh, took my application and just so happened they had just started a contract with uh parole that they would hire so many offenders. And I was one of those offenders. You wow. know? So it, you know, God just began to move in my life mm -hmm. and every door that was open from that point on, it was God. Mm -hmm. it was God. Uh, upon my release from the, uh, center because I wasn't going nowhere, you know, until I got to a place. But I went out looking for a place and, uh, you know, it was going to be hard for me to get a place because of my record. Sure. But the first place I went to, I prayed. And when I went in there, the lady said, I don't care what they say. I'm going to give you an apartment. You're going to be right here with me. And I just seeing his hand working my life. 
That's awesome. Just, you know, I'm just, just seeing him work, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I didn't have a car, you know, going on the bus and things like that. And my son uh, went out and he was selling candy and ran into this guy, this doctor, and he was trying to get rid of a car. And my son said, my mom need that car. And uh, God, the man gave me a car, you wow. know, and whatever happened to that car, he took care of it. So it's just been a journey with the Lord. And he has been so strategic in the things that he has brought me to and the doors that he has opened. I remember being out on the truck stop. Okay. <laughs> I woke up one night and they had it on the news and I called uh, the mayor <laughs> and I asked about this program they were doing on the truck stop and the police were bringing the women in and they were giving them uh, opportunities. And I asked about it and they hooked me, they gave me a number and I called. And the next thing you know, I was out on the truck stop. <laughs> And helping them to bring women in hmm. off the streets. And this through this program, they had a judge, a city judge that came out and she did court on the truck stop. Wow. It was just amazing, you know? And I, I I was just, I was just, I've done. That's God, you are so awesome. But these women were going into treatment instead of going to jail. Hmm. And it set my heart on fire, you know? That God, that God would put together such a program that would meet them right there at the point of need, that mm-hmm. their life, that they would have a chance to change, turn their lives around. Amen. Yes, I'm yes. just crying. Good Lord. <laughs> Can you edit this? <laughs> it's just audio, so don't worry about it. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> anyway and um, listen, I had started... Um, I had started a ministry. I, first of all, let me just say this. After going on those jobs and, you know, uh, being laid off time after time, I said, Lord, I don't know what it is I need to do. And he said, what is in your hand? And I said, the Bible, nothing but your word. And I remember going to this center and uh, this lady, her name was Dorothy Moore. And uh, I told her that the Lord had told me I needed to start a ministry and I didn't know how. And she helped me to start uh, my ministry and my ministry is called the Haven of Love. And through that ministry, you know, things began to happen, such as me being coming an advocate in the courts, uh, me becoming an advocate for the women that are coming off the streets, uh, just so many different doors that began to open. Listen, he was opening them so fast. I was like, I'm trying to keep up. I'm trying to keep up. <laughs> you know, let me just say this. One thing I found out, uh, Kent, is that when God appoints you to something, I don't care how big and how horrendous it is, he will give you the grace, oh my God, mm-hmm. to, uh, to attain it, to sustain it. Do you hear me? Absolutely. Grace was so sufficient during those times, you know, because I really didn't know how I was going to bring it all together, you know, Mm -hmm. but his grace was so sufficient. And people used to ask me, girl, how do you do this? How do you do that? I say, God is his grace, (laughs) you know, because it didn't seem like much to me. It didn't. But I can remember being out on the truck stop 
and there was a lady, her name was Paula, and uh, she came out with Bill Glass Prison Ministry. Okay. And she said, uh, Miss Green, Miss Karen, uh, yeah, I, do you know anything about Bill Glass? I said, you know, I've heard of him. I, I, I know Mike Barber, let me say that. Because <laughs> uh, he was one of the ministries that came in. Mm-hmm. But I said, no, I, I, you know, have, she said, would you like to meet uh, the director? I would like for you and him to have lunch. And uh, during that time, I guess, I forgot they went anywhere. I uh, had lunch with the director and um, him and his wife and uh, and Paula. And we sat there and, and we were just ministering the whole time. The anointing was just so powerful in our conversation. And at the end of that conversation, he said, listen, we go into the prisons and we would love to have you come and give your testimony. Well, I told him, I say, well, let me pray about it and see what God says. Well, I believe it was a month or two, two months later, the Lord unctioned my heart and I came in and I began to talk to a Jim, Jim. And uh, at the time he was the CEO and uh, we got in the office and we began to talk and the rest was history and the rest was history. I have been a part of Bill Glass family and traveling. And let me just say, it has been such a blessing. Just a blessing. Just meeting the people. Let me tell you the awesomeness of being a part of Bill Glass. Please do. It is when you go out and you are surrounded with all of these believers and their hearts are sincere, the worship is sincere, the fellowship is sincere. It's just, it does something to your spirit. I think I I, I used to tell them, I say, uh, you know, going into the prison is, you know, that's that's what we're coming. But it's the worship. It's the fellowship. It's being around the volunteers that really ignites my heart. Uh, they are just so willing. And just it's just the love from the people. Mm. You know, I had never been around. Let me say this. I had never been around people that really loved the Lord and were concerned about people's lives changing. You know what I'm saying? Yes. These are our church people, yes. I, you know, but this was so different. And the spirit of it was just so powerful. And I just fell in love, you know? <laughs> I did. I did. I know they read me for the first five years. I was on them airplanes, boom, boom, boom. But when I got there and got with the volunteers, so Fresno, oh my God. Fresno, oh my God, Chicago, just Kentucky. Oh, we, oh, it's just beautiful people. I think Bill Glass has been such a, just a inspiration. Well, I've I've been involved since two thousand two, and, and and what I what I always gather every time I walk into a room with with my fellow Bill Glass people is we are we are singularly focused. Yes. About the gospel. Yes. That's why we're there. 
And if you have never been in a place where everybody's on one accord and the power of God that shows up like that, mm-hmm. oh, you have missed something. Amen. Yes. That yes. when we go into those prisons, we are so together and we're so at one that the men and women, they know when we come through the door, sometimes they're asleep, but you know me, I'll go in and wake them up. <laughs> but, <laughs> But we have such a good time. And as you know, in the dorms, let me talk about in the dorms and what I see when I'm in the dorms. I see the hearts of the men and women and how they're so ready mm-hmm. to give the word of God, to give the hope that was so freely given to us, which was Jesus Christ. That's right. You know, I heard uh I heard Bill say so much, so many times, this is the greatest fishing hole in the world. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And it is, it is. I have just loved being a part of Bill Glass. Um, it's, you're my family. Oh, thank you. My family. That's, you are. It's you so are. true. It's yeah. so true. Yeah. So the ministry that you run, Haven of Love. Yeah. Correct. And it's in Dallas, Texas. It is in Dallas, Texas. We are uh, we are um, off of uh, 67 at Marva D. Love. We have a um, resource center for women, and that resource center uh, supplies support groups, mentors. Uh, we do women empowerment. We do luncheons for the women. We also impute into the community. We are in the county jails where we implement women empowerment, mm-hmm. Bible studies, Art therapy, one-on-ones, yoga. This is what we do on a weekly basis. And it is just powerful where we build relationships with these women that when they get out, it just don't stop in, you know, from the the sale. But when they get out, we build relationship with them where we can walk with them through the recovery process, through the reentry process. And that's where we have many volunteers that come in and help hold up the arms of this ministry because it is just growing with leaps and bounds. And I'm just so grateful for that. So uh, the haven of love, I would never have thought, but God knew. Amen. Uh, we also we we also do prison ministry. I want to say that too, you know. And what we do is go down and just present ourselves to um to let them know we're there when they get out for the reentry. You know, we partner with uh, uh, transitional living facilities here, and we pour into those transitional living facilities. That when the women come out, we have scholarship programs that help the women to read enter the transitional living facilities to make sure that they are, you know, prepared to go forward. And so if somebody, if somebody wants to support you, where can they find out more information about your ministry and then how can they get a hold of you? We have a website, which is www.havenoflove.net. Uh, our email address is uh, thehaven at gmail.com. We are also, we have Instagram, we are Haven of Love on Instagram, uh, underscore Haven of Love, underscore Karen Green. Um, we also are on uh, Facebook. Let's say that. <laughs> Haven, I mean, Facebook slash Haven of Love or Facebook slash Karen Green. So 
yes, they can all, all you know, learn more about the ministry through those resources, through media. Yes. Well, Karen, thank you so much for coming on with us. All right. It's always a pleasure talking with you. Is, is this it? This is, the, well, I, I mean, I would love to keep going. Okay. <laughs> we I may have to, to do an episode two. Topic, topic, we children. may have to do episode two because this is church, man. I'm having church over here. Amen. This well, is God is up. so good. And I thank the Lord that whomever and whatever and wherever this video goes, that you know that God, he is so in control of yes, what's happening at Bill Glass Prison Ministry. Yes, ma'am. Amen. Amen. So behind the walls. We find so much hope. And That's right. listen, it's all worth it because That's of right. Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, thank you. God bless you. It's so good you talking too. with you. Thank you for having me. Yes, all ma'am. Right. Glad all to right. do it. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Equip and Ignite podcast powered by Bill Glass Ministries. If you'd like more information about Bill Glass, you can go to BehindTheWalls.com where you can find more information about the ministry, the events that we do. Uh, and you can also find links to our other media. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And uh, we just want to thank Karen Green again for coming on. And, and what a, an awesome time it always is to have with her. And we look forward to seeing you all in the future. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Equip and Ignite podcast, powered by Bill Glass Ministries. We hope that you've been encouraged by another story of God working in an amazing way. Our desire is that you walk away from each and every episode empowered to allow the Holy Spirit to use you for His glory as you work out your faith every day. If you're interested in learning more, getting involved, or supporting Bill Glass Ministries, check out our website at BehindTheWalls.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Bill Glass Behind the Walls and Instagram at BGDTW. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on the Equip and Ignite podcast, powered by Bill Glass Ministries.